Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and gender identity meet with host Phil, a.k.a. Curran. Transition of Style is produced by Fashion Consort with music provided by Sarah FM and is sponsored by QueerCut, a radically inclusive shopping platform and queer community. Welcome back to Transition of Style. Today, my guest is Doreen Pierre. Doreen does a lot. Doreen is a fashion writer, a videographer, a photographer, event producer, and DJ. Stay tuned. Before we dive into this week's episode, we want to thank you, the listener, for supporting Transition of Style. Without your support, we wouldn't exist. So please tell your family and friends to listen in and subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. And while there, please leave us a review as it helps us to reach more listeners. If you want to donate, please visit our show page at transitionofstyle.com and look for the donate button. If you're a queer business looking to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please do so on our contact page as we'd love to include you. And now, this week's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Doreen, <laughs> what is going on? How are you? How you doing? I love it when somebody comes into an interview with a laugh and a smile. I'm like, this is going to be a good one. You have to. <laughs> I enjoy it. I appreciate that smile and that laugh. Absolutely. It's such a wonderful pleasure to have you on today. Doreen, yes. before we get started with anything, what are the pronouns? Pronouns are she or they. Okay. So either is fine. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I want to know those things. I don't want to mess that up. Before we go into some really deeper questions. Mm-hmm. Tell me about you and what you do. And I know this may be a long segment because Doreen <laughs> does the gamut, folks. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about it. I do a lot of things. I think over time, the way I've started to describe myself is as someone who, who seeks knowledge and then uses that knowledge and implements it in ways to create elevated content and experiences for the communities I care about. So those communities specifically are LGBTQ folk, people of color for the most part. That's what I've gone into. So I started out my journey as a fashion writer. I started blogging. And that was after I graduated undergrad at Rutgers University. I moved to the city. I wanted to wear dapper clothing. I wanted to wear menswear, but couldn't find anyone who looked like me who had the budget I had. I was broke, okay? And looking on Instagram, a lot of the influencers I saw either had, like, these huge partnerships or a lot of money or wore suits every day. And I'm like, that doesn't even seem feasible, right? Yeah. And then again, a lot of the androgynous fashion I was seeing was like on on white bodies, people with smaller breasts than I had, um, less curves than I had. So I was like, okay, there has to be people out here who are looking for answers about this topic. Let me see if I could be that person. So that's how I started. So I looked at a need and I filled it. Mm-hmm. And that meant growing in terms of the content I created. So I started getting featured on like BuzzFeed and like Autostraddle. I used to write for them. I've started writing for Huffington Post now about queer fashion and just a number of other platforms that I started speaking about. But then I was like, I'm an ever-changing person. And I'm like, all right, so what, what's next? And I was looking around me and I'm like, okay, community, right? We're all looking for it. Everyone on this earth is looking for community, but queer people especially in terms of like, you know, family, maybe not having family or right. like looking for friends as chosen family. How do we build that based on the, the amount of things we've gone through? And so that was my next thing. Okay, so what can I do for my community? And so that's when I started doing photography. I started doing video. 
which all came from like my love of fashion. But I was like, I could do so much more with this. So I started doing weddings and events, just documenting people's moments. And then from there, I'm like, oh, I love events. Like, and I go to so many that might not be intentional. So I'm like, I could do this intentionally. So I started doing that. So everything has just kind of like snowballed, I guess, like into areas that I've gone into. So that's me. I, I mean, it's, it's really impressive because yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, a lot of these things require skill. Yeah. And you seem to have quite a few. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I felt like as a kid, I was so like based on my background, I felt so restricted. I came from a highly religious background and all you do is go to school and church. Yeah. And I had all this imagination and all these things going, but I didn't feel like I could be anything other than what my mother told me I could be, right? Which was she wanted me to be a doctor because that was what I said when I was like a kid. That didn't happen. I got burnt out after like orgo chem in, in college. <laughs> You're I, was like, like, That's the end of that. I was like, oh, hell no, I can't do this. And I'm like, too many hoops and things like that. But I didn't realize I was so creative until I moved to the city. And I feel like this has been like my second childhood. So like for me, it's only natural to just jump into things, see yeah. how I can learn them outside of the system. And that's what I've been doing. So anything that I feel interested in and I feel like I can pick up, I'm like, all right, let, let's try and see it. And that's how I kind of keep my brain moving, keep it fresh and, and learn new things. Which is a perfect transition. But yeah. I want to know a little bit about your background. I want to yeah. know where you grew up and tell me about your family life. Yeah. So I grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Both of my parents are Haitian immigrants. My dad left, I feel like I, think I was age nine or 10. Like that marriage did not work out. But. So it was just me, my mom, and my older brother. He's about a year and some change, actually maybe two years and some change older than me. So we're very close in age, I would say. But yeah, my mom is highly, highly religious. She loves the Lord. She's like gung-ho, like <laughs> <laughs> praise Jesus. Right. And, loves um, the Lord. Yeah. And so like growing up, it's like I knew the same people. Like we all went to the same church. I was there every Saturday. My, my mom is Seventh-day Adventist. So we went to church on Saturdays, celebrated the Sabbath kind of like the Jewish folks do. And we just had a lot of rules, like no sex before marriage. I couldn't wear, I don't have any like piercings really. No tattoos. It was like a lot of rules yeah, and a lot of judgment. And so again, it just felt restrictive. I feel like my mom was not a big risk taker. So it's like, we didn't really travel much. I couldn't like hang out with friends in, in a crazy amount, do sleepovers, anything like that. It was just highly restrictive. I don't know what my mom's preparing for. Maybe a zombie apocalypse, but like, <laughs> yo, my mom is wild, man. She's intense. Like, she saves a lot of money. She didn't want to buy a cable or internet for a while. So it was like, my brother and I had to like go to the library all the time to use the internet. I don't know what, my mom is an interesting person. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she's opening up a little bit more now because I'm like, mom, you need to get your life together. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but it was just highly like restrictive. I don't know what she was trying to save us from. Maybe the world, but. Just very extreme ways. So, yeah, that's what it was. And then I had to, like, break free. Like, college was me breaking free. I was, like, going to go to Rutgers, which is, like, I feel like a good 45 minutes to an hour drive. She wanted me to go to a school that was closer. I was, like, no. I'm of course she that. didn't. She's, yeah. like, uh, let's She's, like, keep I'll it get lock. you a car. I'm, like, absolutely not. Because you're going to control that car and I don't have time. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, so college was me breaking free. And then I slowly kind of started getting into my identity. I didn't really date in high school much. I was very much more of a loner or like, oh, none of this is important. I don't need to make any lasting connections. And that's what I was like going into college, just like this cold kid. Really? Just cold. Where yeah. do you think that came from? My family. We're just like very detached. My mom wasn't like a very like 
she was like, I give you everything you need, but she uh, wasn't like a love on, uh, like a hugger. Uh, not very affectionate. No. Okay. So it was just me like, all right, I, I do what I got to do. I get good grades, whatever. Right. It's cool. I wasn't very like warm. Right. Right. Well, so, you didn't learn that. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I've learned over time is like, you know, allowing my emotions to, to be out there. Once I got into college, I was so afraid of going to like the queer club and figuring out that I was queer, even though I knew. Yeah. I knew for a long time, but it was like praying it away. I can't be queer because nobody else I know is queer. I didn't have any role models or anything like that. But when you got there, what made you, what gave you a little bit of courage to go like friends? I I met another like Haitian kid who was bi and was like, oh, I go to the queer people of color org. It's it's called Diego at um, Rutgers. And I was like, oh, let me come with you. And then that kind of started the whole journey of me meeting other people like me and finding community at Rutgers. Yeah. And then from there was like, it just slowly happened. I didn't cut my hair. Like I had long, like straight hair. I didn't cut my hair till like I moved out of college and I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of getting my hair straightened. I cut it off. Yeah. And I've gone natural ever since. Yeah. And then once I moved to the city, it was like, oh, I'm living my best career life now. So that was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the journey. Yeah. It was the journey. And then. That's a pretty yeah. intense journey. Yeah. It's, it is intense. I it mean, is intense, but it was like, I had to kind of break free and that was difficult and scary of course i would imagine your mom's had some serious feelings about that oh my god she took it better than i expected it was more so like who taught you that and i'm like what (laughs) no one taught me anything or she's like is there anyone else you knew at church that was queer and i was like no i think i knew of one other person but they're still highly church oriented so that's always interesting to see but my conversation with my mom about my sexuality came with a bunch of other things like I just kind of like everything that I had an issue with I just spilled and then I was like and also I'm gay so (laughs) and I'm moving out and with like my partner at the time whoa so everything just came at once because there was other things that happened in my childhood that I was afraid to talk to her about like sexual assault happened and my mom was so protective right. of me and my brother as kids and it still happened Whoa. right and so oh. I never spoke to her about it I just kind of hid I thought I was gonna get pregnant and because of the shame of the church it was like if I get pregnant I'm gonna get kicked out of the church it was just all of this shame and I was very involved with the church because I emulated my mom in so many ways like I loved her and I wanted to be like her because everyone loved my mom and she's a great person and she does all these things but I think even in trying to protect me i wish if i had more information right i might probably would have navigated life a little bit better right, right right but she was more in like i'm gonna protect you by keeping you away from everyone because i don't trust anyone but she didn't communicate that to me so i didn't understand i'm like what, what are you doing why right but it's like there's also a stigma of like mental health and like my mom has never seen a therapist and i think she should but yeah. everything just came out like this happened and that happened and like yeah it spilled over it, it just spilled over, over. Yeah. and i'm like i have to tell you all these things and i mean that must have been intense conversation it was intense yeah. but like even my mom responded in such a like it was so herself but i was so unexpected she was like god will take care of it when i told her about the sexual assault and i was like that is not supportive whatsoever <laughs> no. but in her mind it's like that's the only thing she feels would be retribution like right. Right. God is going to handle it. Thinking about it and reflecting on it, I can't even be upset with this woman because this is how she knows how to deal with things. Right. And for me, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. 
I mean, I do believe in like karma and things happening, but it's more than just God. It's like humanity. One hundred percent. It's just it's just some fucked up shit happening yeah. out here in terms of like power dynamic. And I would say with your mom, though, yeah. you were able to step back and look at yeah. you know what kind of lens she was coming from, right? Yeah. It's not doesn't make it right. Right. Doesn't make it okay. Exactly. But like she's she's kind of dealing in right. her, her framework and her framework of how she's dealt with things, and she's starting to open up more. So it's like I understand now. She's just a human, right? And my dad wasn't a great husband to her either, right? Yeah. So I've seen shit with that too. Mm -hmm. But she still blames herself for it. She's like, maybe if I waited on God, he would have sent me a better husband. I'm no, men just ain't shit sometimes. <laughs> like, it's just a thing. Like, women ain't shit too. Like, everybody ain't shit out here, to be honest. Like, I'm not even joking. So it's just like... You're bringing um, the real right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, there's, there's a lot of ain't shit people out here who sure. don't take accountability for their own growth. And it's like, you can only take responsibility for what you could, which is... You know, because of her reputation, she didn't want to leave the marriage, things yeah. like that. And it's, again, pressure yeah. from church, from people. Do you think that some of her opening up right now is because of watching you? Because you obviously think, escaped. Well, she doesn't watch me because she doesn't even know how to use the internet very well. <laughs> I feel like she wants to. But, like, all of this extreme shit she was doing kind of, like, bit her in the ass later. Because she's like, how do I get on YouTube and, like, see this? And I'm like, whatever. I think she's just getting older. And I tolerate less from her so if yeah. i feel like she's veering left up uh, time for me to get off this phone call <laughs> let's talk about this a different time i just demand more in terms of our conversation so she's chilling out a lot more i mean good for you yeah good which is you. good so i feel like we're in a space right now where we respect each other i wouldn't say my mom is like active in my life or ask me who i'm dating or whatever but she does respect me you know for the decisions i make and i think it's rubbing off a, a little bit on her like Oh, okay. So here's my daughter. She's out here, you know, she's doing things in an unconventional way and like she's doing it. So what can I do? I guess to feel a little bit better about myself. Even my, my grandmother passed, her mother passed in like July, which was the first time I've seen my mom in a while. Right. Cause we speak more on the phone just to like keep things separate. Right. But when my grandmother passed and we went down to Florida to like, um, bury her with the rest of the family and everything that that was when I had an aha moment because my grandmother was a very unconventional woman had seven to nine kids I think I think a couple of them died but I think seven overall that were still living but she would be everywhere my grandma would walk around she'd be at everybody's house she didn't have like a conventional job or like she just gave no fucks and my mom gives all of the fucks right <laughs> like my so grandma basically skipped a generation yeah so I'm like wow she was never that grandmother who wanted to babysit either like my mom would like she's living her life. That's why yeah, she was like, living her kids. life, like <laughs> walking around. She and she knew no English, but she got everywhere she needed to go. Wow! And did everything she needed to do. Wow! Like my grandmother was such an unconventional woman. Like that. How did I not recognize that? Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like most of the women in my family are. I think my mom tried to hold things tighter and like right. do what I got to do and do the right thing. Blah blah blah. I feel like for the most part. We've all been unconventional, so I'm like, why am I even afraid? Like, I am who I am because, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? This was yeah. meant to be, yeah, so. Yeah, um, But you still was, you still had to get past it, though. I yeah. mean, it's your mom, right? You know, it's, yeah. that's a huge influence in your life. That's not the easiest it's thing not to easy. decide. Yeah, no, no, it's not easy at all. So I want to, like, acknowledge the fact that you, yes. like, <laughs> considering <laughs> the list of things yeah. you're doing. And what I'm hearing also from you is that you are not afraid to, like, look into things.
I'm curious about that. I, I may want to know how to do that and yeah. start doing it. So, like, kudos to you to, like, Thank for, like, you. breaking out and being like, yeah. I'm going to check I had out. To, I had to be curious. I feel like that's me. I'm, I'm a curious person. And I'm like, I'm not just going to take people's words for it. Like, what's deeper? Good for you. You should never You should never be. Yeah. Okay, I don't even want to stop this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But I have to ask other questions. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, these guests I have, they're so good. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Let's get in quickly for a minute. Tell me about how you identify. Okay identify for the most part i usually say i'm queer okay gender non-conforming while i feel in between in terms of like the gender spectrum mm -hmm. i don't identify with male pronouns because i don't i don't feel that connected with it and to be honest i feel like women should be able to be whoever they want and i feel like because women have been told they cannot i'm like yes i will keep my like female identifier if that makes sense it, it definitely makes yeah, sense. yeah but i do usually feel some sort of way in between like genderless most times yeah yeah but i do still identify as a woman if that it's a little weird and complicated but yeah i mean i think what we're trying to do here on this mm -hmm. podcast is really expand things in a, yeah. in a way right let's make space for every it's complicated yeah, yeah like <laughs> Let's make space for it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. and let's not assume that just because it's complicated, it's wrong. Right. Like it's fine. I just feel like is. language is just limited. Limited. One hundred percent. Right. It is. And yeah, I could say for a ton of people, if you really look at yourself, you're like, I don't really fit into a lot of this stuff. Right. That they're telling me I should be as man, woman, non-binary, anything. And you, you know, I guess the question then becomes also too is like, so, but. Is there something to be fit into if mm -hmm. if we're just individuals? Like it, that's what I'm do, saying. Do you know what I mean? You understand, right? Yeah, it, but even so, I'm like individuality is like so subjective too. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And so, Jesus, it's like defined by where you live too. Like it, it's defined by a lot of things. Like, yeah, yeah. Like right, gender itself is just so. I mean, we can go it's on. Vast. You, yeah. <laughs> You better not delve into that. No, we're the break. not. No. It's a bad idea. <laughs> it's vast. But let me let me ask you a question. Do you think that your style or your way of dressing communicates your identity? I'm gonna say yes and no to that question. Ooh, yes, yes. and no. Yes I've never gotten that answer no. before. All right, we'll hold that. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to break, and when we get back, I want to hear about the yes and the no. Okay. This week, I want to give a shout out to an awesome non-binary and queer-owned clothing company called Playout Apparel. They are a gender-equal social good enterprise that donates 20% of their profits to LGBTQ and BLM organizations. Check out playoutapparel.com and find ethically made, super comfortable underwear and loungewear in a variety of sizes. On Instagram, you can follow them at playoutnyc. Okay, we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Before the break, you gave me a really interesting answer to yes. the yes, no. Like you said that you thought, um, you said yes mm -hmm. and no to whether or not you think your style uh, or your way of dressing communicates your identity. Tell me everything. Ooh. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> well, it's like, 
how do I explain this? Well, first of all, let, let me go back. Mm-hmm. When I think about my fashion journey, right, when I was telling you I love dapper wear, like growing up, I used to look into like JCPenney catalogs and love the menswear. And I was like, I need to have these. I used to make suspenders out of cardboard and act like I was Chris Brown dancing that's in the a, kitchen. To that's like, cute. <laughs> give me that and all that. I was doing the most. Um, so I feel like when I finally got into it and I started shopping and like found my style, shopping at Top Man and ASOS and doing all these things, I've now gotten to a point where I feel like it's not as creative anymore. I'm also more than that. And I'd like to experiment. Like there's some days I wake up and I'm like, why don't people see me the way I think I see myself? Yeah. Like people will see me as more masculine than I think I am. Wow. You get what I'm saying? I definitely understand what you're saying. Like, like I'm this tough person, not vulnerable or like, but you, don't you think that's directly related to people right. putting people in boxes? It's boxes, and it's, like, based on what you wear. Like, I can either be highly visible or invisible. Tell me about Right? That. I get catcalled less, right? Yes, you do. Um, yeah. But at the same time, there's always those stragglers who catcall me, and they're like, I don't care. You're still a woman, so I want some of you. Or, like, I've heard things like... I'm not interested in your friends. I'm interested in you. Me and my more femme friends. I'm not interested in them. Like, you seem to have it together. Like, let's be together. I'm like, that is so weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. Does this happen often? Yeah, not often, but enough for me to, like, notice. Like, okay. And what do you think when that um, happens? Are you, besides puzzled? <laughs> like, I mean, what? I feel like people are just more, like, people are more into queer folks than we think. I think so. That's interesting. I think people are less willing to admit it. Yeah. But yeah, there are some times where I'm like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't feel like I showcase to the world who I really am because people are prejudging me or prejudging what I would like mm-hmm. because of what I wear or like thinking that I'm, I can't be emotional wow. or don't want to be a sole provider or yeah. don't want to, you know, not talk about important things because of what I wear. So that's interesting mm-hmm. because now I want to talk a little bit about like what what is that person to you? There is for many people the vision of who we think we are, who we are, mm-hmm. who we actually are. And then there's what society thinks we are, people that we see every day think we are. Who is it for you? What are you and who are you? I don't know. I feel like I'm ever changing. Like, And I have so many emotions. I'm a Pisces, so I'm just like. All over the damn map. Pisces is wonderful. But, like, I can be very soft, but also very straightforward. Here's what I need. Here's what I'm asking for. I'm somebody who advocates for others. So people come to me and, like, Doreen, can you you tell so-and-so this? And I'm like, sure. Like, can you advocate on our behalf? And I'm like, I got you. Mm -hmm. But also I feel very feminine in a lot of ways that people might not expect. I don't know. I like to be taken care of as well. I feel I am baby. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I like to be taken care of as well. <laughs> I am baby. And I feel like people don't expect that. Yeah. I'm just a very fluid person. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when it's like you wake up and you're like, you know, what? I want to look completely different today. I don't feel like I can totally do that only because to do something drastic would mean, I don't know, to, like, to change something completely. Like, mm-hmm. to change something completely means you have to transition back. I don't know. 
Well, that's what I feel. I don't know. I, I understand it. Yeah. I understand. I mean, it's funny because I feel like you're giving me answers to my questions yeah. before I even ask them. Because, oh, sorry. But no, it's okay. <laughs> it's actually good because I actually want to talk about it more because one of the questions that I was going to ask is like, where are you right now? And has mm. your has your style in your identity, has it rested in one place? And it sounds like it's in flux. It's changing. It hasn't. Yeah. And I feel like I've changed a lot in terms of what I wear. So like, again, I go deep. When I get into something, I get very deep into it. So when I talked about, like, I love dapper clothing, I love vests, blazers, and, like, slacks and things like that, I would buy all of that. And I would be at the damn club (laughs) in a fucking vest and, like, button down and, like, pants. And everybody in Brooklyn is, like, wearing mesh T-shirts. And, like, I was like, I don't even feel like I fit into this. What is going on here? Like... I feel like the more homeless you look, sometimes the better. I don't know. It's like a Brooklyn aesthetic. I don't know if you've noticed, but like there's a Brooklyn aesthetic, especially in the summer. It's like mesh shirts and like ripped up shit and like, and I'm over here in like a suit. But then I was like, I thought about myself too. And I thought about the rigidity of what I was doing by doing what I was doing, which was like wearing similar shit, which I love, but it was like, I feel like no one, unless, like, your job requires you of it, is wearing, like, a suit every day. That doesn't even make any sense, right? <laughs> so I was like, during you're acting crazy. <laughs> I feel like more more so these days, I've gone into, like, a street casual look. And that's what I've changed into because it's just more comfortable. Right. I never liked wearing ties. It felt like I was wearing, like, some sort of noose around my neck. Yeah. And wow. I also felt like it made me feel more masculine than I, than I was. Wow. And so I never used to like wearing ties anyway. Right. But, like, now that I'm, I, I feel like I'm letting myself go, I'm more of into, like, street casuals. I look for, like, deconstructed suit looks. I'm more like button downs and turtlenecks and smart casual pants. I'm wearing more sneakers. I didn't have a lot of sneakers. Jeans. I only have one pair of jeans. <laughs> I didn't have jeans. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah, and I only have one pair now. I don't really wear jeans. Um, but I'm wearing less restricted clothing. So I feel like... With time, with me being less rigid and who I feel like I should have been, I'm now embracing who I am. And that's more like, okay, I need to be fluid. I like colors. I'm going to wear more colors. I'm going to be comfortable at work because work is not comfortable. <laughs> right. Like, you know, work <laughs> right. is not comfortable all the time. And I like, understand that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not a mesh t-shirt type person. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I like wearing things that are fitted and like look nice and feel nice to me but i felt like i needed to go more fluid yeah i would love to make the connection right now mm-hmm. between what you just mentioned mm-hmm. what you talked about with your childhood like yeah. you talked about there was a lot of rigidity there yep and so you look like you're letting go of the last vestiges yep. of that rigidity and deciding you know what i do like menswear and yeah i love wearing vests and all this other stuff but right. i need to expand it a little bit exactly and also on that same note I can also expand how I want to identify. Yep. It does not have to be this one thing. Exactly. You could be wearing a suit one day. You could be wearing a skirt the next day. There shouldn't be these rules. Mm-hmm. They should not exist. I would say kudos to anyone who can keep the same thing going for the rest of their life. Like, I don't feel like I'm that person. Yeah. So I feel like over time, I'm going to continue to evolve and change. I feel like I'm constantly dying, reliving again. I think in society... For queer people or beyond, mm-hmm. we need people who are like that. Yeah. That needs to be seen. But I feel like that's always what we've been, shapeshifters. Yeah. 100%. And I feel like people are angry because they won't do it. And well, it's like, you can do it too. But they're afraid. 
Yeah, they're, they're afraid. afraid to be who they really might be outside of the confines of the norms that we've been given. 100%. Right, and for us, it's like, no, we're going to fuck this shit. Fuck, yeah, fuck right. it. Turn it upside down. Right, and yeah. so like, if I see something that I like, I'm going to wear it. That could be a skirt. If I've worn skirts with my pants and stuff, it's dope and cool. Um, I wouldn't say I have a lot of clothing that's deemed feminine, but I wear like kimonos and long robes and things like that and add a little fluidity and color and pop to what I'm wearing. I feel like if it looks good on me, I'm going to wear it. I might wear a little heel, right? I love, 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 love right now. What do they call them? Healed. Like the stacked heel boots. Yeah, yeah. A little cowboy situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a yeehaw moment right now, okay? Yeehaw agenda, 100%. I'm going to wear it. I love it. Yeah, so, and I feel like that adds a little bit of edge to what people are, are like, expecting in terms of, huh, that heel looks good on you. Where'd you get it? And I'm like, here you go. Here's the website. Get you pair. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Yeah. I followed you. You've been doing yeah. stuff. Like you were doing some influencer mm-hmm. work back in the day. Like you were yeah. doing a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think you were wearing a lot more suits and things then. Mm-hmm. It is so nice to see that opening yes. up a little bit. Right. Not for any other reason that other than that's what feels good to you right now. Yeah. That's what feels good to you. It's right. really important that you let yourself do that because I think there's still there's some people who have decided, okay, mm-hmm. I am masculine presenting and that's it. I'm in this box. I can't get right. out. To be I dapper, to, I have to look this way it. and that's it. Right. And I'm like, there's so much more that you can do with what you wear. And it transcends even the sections that you shop in. And it's interesting because my birthday's coming up and I, I was like, I want a, a red suit or something like that. But I, I ordered a couple of suits off of ASOS, and I'm like, they've gotten better in terms of fit for me. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, hmm. like they're doing more boxier, uh, boxier fit instead yeah. of like that skinny. Yeah. Which gives me a lot of room to like work with. Exactly. And so I'm like, okay, look at, look at, look at, at these ASOS. brands out here. Mm, I wonder you what know? that's about. Right. <laughs> Isn't that something that's yeah. interesting? I wonder if that's yeah. changing. Maybe the industry's changing a bit. It more. might be. I think so. To like, you know, I think behind the scenes give people more options but i don't know well I that mean, could be what i'm thinking but maybe i don't know i'm gonna get i'm gonna say that's about yeah. queer people that's right about queer people demanding because right. i'm saying mm-hmm. look i'm a woman i'm not a man i but right. i still want to fit the suit i want to still wear the suit right and i don't know if asos behind the scenes is like let's i don't know change things but i do feel like it's a brand that a lot of queer folk are frequenting a lot that is not doing any small parts of people like yourself mm-hmm. who are out here doing it and wearing yeah. it and like you know telling other people about it because that's the other thing about like being somebody who likes styling likes clothing mm-hmm. there are other people looking to you to say right. okay well where'd you get that yeah how do you I, I have a similar body where did you get that suit right you know and like every time that kind of word of mouth something happens yeah you know, hello, ASOS, like, think about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Are you guys listening? And, and I agree, and I've always been that person. I'm like, I don't hide anything. No, why hide it? You know? Right, and yeah. folks have been like, yo, oh, you're so accessible. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like if, if I hit somebody up and I'm like, hey, can I have information on this? Or, like, where'd you find this? Or how'd you find this resource? I'm going to provide that resource. I don't and there's people, people who hide that. Why? And it's I'm so, like. It's so odd to me. It's odd because you're keeping things away, but you want people to congratulate you on looking great, but you don't want them to find the tools to, to do it themselves. Right, right. And it's like people think they'll go obsolete if people find out their secrets. No, that makes you even better. You were a trailblazer in that area. Like you did what you had to do and people will still continue coming to you. There are people who ask the same questions over and over again. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like people will continue to come to you and say, "Hey, like I still need help with this." Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I mean, I love that you you so accessible and you yeah. will answer those questions because there are people who need help. Yeah, people do need help. Yeah, and they people need, want and it, and yeah, it's like just give it to I'm them. I'm going to share it with you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see the point. Of, What's to hide? There I, should not be anything to hide. There's no point mm-hmm. in doing it. It, it, it makes no sense to me at all. All right, so let me let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. What do you think today? If you had to think about what you what you could go into your closet right now to wear mm-hmm. today that would make you feel the most amazing, that would mm-hmm. make you feel the most attractive, the most fabulous, just today. It could be something tomorrow that's very different. But today, if you went to your closet, well, what do you think it would be? Hmm. I mean, you want like a specific outfit? Yeah, just or a general. You know, a general. Get, okay, so I'll yeah. give you a specific one that I really like. Sure. I have this like vintage sweater mm-hmm. that I found in London and Adidas made it. But it's all these, I don't know, like Aztec patterns on it. It's really cool. It's like one of them swish swish jackets. Yeah. I, swish swish. <laughs> swish swish. Does it make that sound? <laughs> yeah, it makes that sound when you're walking down the street briskly. <laughs> I would say the pants I have on, which are like these striped, these are like smart casual and they have like a drawstring Very up nice, here. Yeah. So like that's helpful. So I don't feel like I'm like squeezed into my pants. Yeah. Yeah. And like a turtleneck. Fabulous. Under that. And that makes you feel good. You yeah. make you feel like you're like yourself in that. In that yeah. Outfit. I feel like a turtleneck is so slimming. <laughs> In a way, you mentioned you seem yeah. to really be into turtlenecks right now. Yeah, turtlenecks, I feel like they're very slimming, and yeah. I'm wearing one now. Like I wear it under button downs. Sometimes I'll wear, even if I wear a blazer, I'll yeah. wear a turtleneck under yeah, instead, a nice of, instead of the button down, just to give it something different. It's a nice look. I like that. Or like what do you call these? They're like the smarter tees, nice and soft, a little bit more expensive than like your fruit of the loom. Understood. Understood. Yes. But like give you that sleek, nice look. material. Yeah, I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I like those too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you, I love what you've shared with me, mm-hmm. your style journey, but I'm curious for somebody else whose style and, and identity may be evolving, just somebody who hasn't rested on either of those things. Right. So what kind of advice would you give to them? I'm a big advocate for trying things. Try, try, try again. If it, at first you don't succeed, try again. Try all of the brands. Just go into stores, try things out. I would say try things overseas. I found a lot of better fit from like brands from London, like Bershka. ASOS, like I said, top man. I would say also just like find a friend as well if you can. That could be an internet friend. It could be a real life in-person friend. It's helpful to go through a journey with someone or even if it's your partner. Find somebody who can be your support and then find a good tailor too. You'd be shocked. (laughs) No, I think that's, that is key right there. I feel like anyone in general should have a tailor. 100. Anyone who's buying anything off the rack Get a tailor. And I would 100%. say if you find something on sale, even better. Like find a good brand, buy something on sale, even if it's a little bit more expensive than you think, because it might last longer. Yeah. And then find a tailor to make it fit the way you need it to. Yeah. And again, don't be afraid to experiment either. I find a lot of inspiration through Instagram and platforms like Dapper Q. She's a gent, sorry, yeah. Dapper Chick. Yeah, those, I mean, those guys, they're, yeah, they're amazing. she does him. They're amazing. Like, right. They're amazing, yeah. But there's also Pinterest is helpful. I find... Yeah, cruising on websites and yeah. see what I like. Yeah, so things like that. Yeah, those things are, I think, are the cornerstones of trying to find what you're looking for. I love the support part. Yeah. Though. The support part, key. You need someone supportive. 100%. I mean, yeah. you'll go through it alone. You don't have to do that, and mm-hmm. it's always good to have somebody who's going to, like, hold you down a little mm-hmm. bit, right? So I love that. Oh, 
you have been an amazing <laughs> interview. I really enjoyed you. You're wonderful. Tell the audience how to find you. And I know yes. this might take some time because mm -hmm. you do all the things. Yes. We talked about <laughs> this. It may be a very long list, but tell them how to find you because I feel like you're doing so yes. many amazing things. I want them to, to know where to, to So on find. IG, which is the platform I'm usually on the most, it's it's Doreen Pierre. So ITS Doreen Pierre. That's how you'll find me on Instagram. Let's see. Doreen is one is one or two ends. I'm sorry, Doreen one or two E's. Sorry. Two E's. Um, so uh, D O R E E N. Yeah. Last name Pierre. So P as in Peter, I E R R E. One so two. it's Doreen Pierre. My website, www.doreenpierre.com. I do have a portfolio, but if you need that, just hit me up on Instagram. Yeah, so that's where you can find me. Wow. During wonderful speaking to <laughs> you today. Absolutely. This Thanks for a, having me on. Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm really happy we made this happen. I honestly can go another 30 minutes right. <laughs> to an hour because I feel like there's more I could talk to you about. Thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. I want to thank the TOS listeners for listening with us today. Please make sure you go on to wherever you subscribe to podcasts, um, subscribe, rate, comment, mm -hmm. go to our, our show page, transitionofstyle.com, and make sure you uh, donate. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Transition of Style. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our show page at transitionofstyle.com for more information and follow us to share in the conversation on Instagram at transitionofstyle. 